right, what is going on? How we doing on a Monday? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Today is the 13th, March 13th, 2023. What is happening? On today's show, going to go over the weekend picks like we do every single Monday and uh, have a couple other things to talk about as well. Special thanks to Better Edge online, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, edge.com. They've taken away the minus 110, a.k.a. taken away all of your risks. Start betting risk-free Vig free and uh, having more fun when you bet, frankly. It's fun winning more money, right? That's always enjoyable. So check them out online, betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks upon signing up. All right, so uh, record over the weekend. We were three and four. Things got off to a rocky start on sun- or on a Saturday. We were one and four on Saturday. Gave out five picks, which is rare. There's not many days where we give out five picks. I mean, think about it. The, the, by, by definition, what we're doing, giving picks out on Sunday morning, Saturday morning, that I still see value in, that's, that's very rare. So to have five games, obviously a lot going on. One was college baseball, two were college basketball, hockey games. And uh, let's see, we lost both hockey games, Florida and Ottawa, uh, minus 130. We won with East Carolina in some college baseball. And then we lost both of our college basketball games. So one in four on Saturday. Fast forward to Sunday. Uh, bounce back a little bit. Two and zero oh. on Sunday. We won with the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins minus one twenty and the Vegas Golden Knights minus one forty five. Um, three and four on the weekend. But like I said, uh, after Saturday, it was interesting. You know, uh, obviously not a great day, but I thought it's a good time to bring up expectations because clearly, you know the audience is getting more and more vocal, which I don't mind at all. You know, give us a follow on Twitter at SBD underscore pod. It's uh, it's part of the territory. I totally get it. But it's like when, when you get people freaking out after a one in four day, it's like y'all got to chill the fuck out. Like it's, 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 we, we need to talk about expectations, right? I mean, the idea that, that one in four is a cause to, you know, jump off a ship and start freaking out. Think about a blackjack table. Okay, it's very actually. I, I use blackjack a lot as a comparison. It's 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 somewhat similar for the average person to think about in terms of the math and the advantage, right? Because blackjack, if you're playing perfect strategy, the house does not have a very big edge over you, right? It's it's like a half of a percent to maybe one percent, depending on how you're playing. So, you know, you can sit and play blackjack for a very long time. And your EV is, I mean, it's not horrible, right? The house doesn't have that big of an edge. Go look at how much blackjack tables won last year, last quarter in Las Vegas. I mean, they are cash cows. They're just cash machines, right? Now, not some, not as much as penny slots or some other games, but the point is you're going to win long-term with blackjack. Obviously, the, the, that, that, that's not debatable. Okay, now, yes, card counters are going to win, but but overall, the house is going to make a ton of money in blackjack. Does that mean if you go up to a random blackjack table at the MGM, okay, and you, and you see the dealer bust five hands in a row, are you now going to sell your stock on that blackjack table? If the, if the pit boss came up to you and said, hey, you want a great deal or you want a deal, you want an offer? You to pitch a thousand dollars and you could essentially ride the wins and losses with the casino. Wouldn't anyone with a brain do that? Casinos are making money, right? So if you could do that, you'd say, "Yeah, let me watch some blackjack hands first. And they lose four or five hands in a row. Would you say, "Nah, pass. Bad investment. Well, how come? Well, they just lost four hands in a row, right? The, overreacting to, to the small sample size is so 
classic, you know, just square better. And it's not the right thing to do. It's all about long term. And with that, okay, if we're going to be, if you guys are going to be taking these picks, you have to understand. And by the way, we do the, we do our total picks record on the first uh, Monday of every month. So I don't have it in front of me right now, but we're, we're doing very well overall in the show. You know, our break even percentage and our, our win percentage. I mean, it's certainly profitable in 2023. I think we're like 63, 64%, right? Which is not sustainable. Obviously that's not like what we're going to go long-term, but it's just funny. You have one bad day and I, I said it didn't bug me. It, it does piss me off a little bit, right? It does piss me off a little bit because, you know, you hear from people, they're all pissed. And it does bring me to this. What I think is also happening is people aren't listening to the betting advice in terms of investment strategies, right? Now, I've done different podcasts about this. I recommend go back and find them, listen to my, my investment strategies, you know, podcasts. But it's, it's, it's very, very, very recommended that if you are not a professional sports better, you're just betting flat units. There's nothing wrong with flat betting. As a matter of fact, if you look long-term, a lot of projections, if you have a good betting system and you're going 53, 54%, flat betting is still very profitable. And what flat betting means, just to refresh, is that you're betting to win a unit. And this isn't generally up for like big discussion. You'll see sometimes people on social media are like, I'm not a big bet to win a unit guy. I'm a big bet a unit. It's like, well, it's not, it's more of a math thing. It's not really a, like a, a preference, right? And mathematics, says if you're going to if you're an average sports better out there which 99% of this audience is if you're an average sports better flat betting is the best thing to do to win a unit because you're always having the same like level of risk is the best way to put it because think about it if you're always betting to win a unit for the minus games or the then the 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 minus 150s minus 200 minus 250 what you're doing is you're betting 110 to win 100 on on minus 110 you're betting minus 150 you're betting 150 to win 100 assuming your units are going to 100 bucks. On a minus 200, you're betting 200 to win 100, right? Well, what a lot of a lot of people do is they now bet 100 to win whatever the the payout is for any plus number. So if it's plus 500, they'll bet 100 to win 500. If it's if it's plus 900, they'll bet 100 to win 900. And so what you're doing is you're constantly overexposing yourself and actually betting a little bit more higher percentage on games that as an average sports better, which most people are who I'm talking about, don't have a good enough chance of winning those games. So like if you're talking about a professional who can identify a good plus 900 bet, that's different. In general, the public betting a plus 900 bet, it's going to be something like the first touchdown score, which is clearly not a good bet, right? So over the long run, you're going to bleed yourself dry because if you're betting 100 to win 900 every time, yeah, you're occasionally going to win 900 when you win, but you're going to bleed yourself out because you're overexposing yourself with all those plus bets. That's why you always want to bet to win a unit, okay? But I digress. That's a winning strategy. That's a winning approach. You, you, you flat bet every single game, but the issue is, and I know this is the case because I've lived it, I've been there, my buddies do it. I know a lot of you, especially when we get on hot streaks on this show, you want to start putting more on games. You want to start putting all this money on games and and parlaying games together and getting all crazy with it when that's not the thing to do. And so I assume that, that people who get really pissed off at a one in four day, you know, it, it, they're probably losing a lot of money on these games and they come back to me to blame me. And it's like, hey, bozo, we told you flat bet. We told you a bet a unit. It's not that hard. And, and what you got to do right now, is sit down, look at your bankroll. If you have $100 in your bankroll, math says about... 5%, let's say, that's a good number, right? Your unit should be $5. And if that's not enough for you to win and lose and feel good about it, you need to build your bigger bankroll up, right? You need to save more money before you start doing this. 
if your bankroll is $1,000, right, you're going to want to bet $50 units, right? So it's 5%-ish is a good number to start with. So look at your bankroll, start betting 5% or to win 5% every game we bet. And then that's a very good approach. And also with the expectations, you got to understand <laughs> we're giving picks out on the day of the game. Right, is this is so rare? You you wonder why we don't give many NFL picks out? It's because the NFL there's no value left after like Tuesday. You think Sunday morning we're gonna get on here and give out the Chiefs and the Raiders and the Seahawks? No, there's no value left. So to to find value on a Sunday morning, do a podcast about it. And by the nature of a podcast, you're all not listening until like 30 minutes to an hour after we record anyway, just because it has to upload. Like this whole medium of us giving picks out. It's not the same thing necessarily as like buying picks or a tout or things like that. If you're going to follow someone like on Twitter or buy picks from someone, which is not recommended in my opinion, you've got to be buying openers. You got to be betting when these lines are, are, are fresh and new. That's, that's not what we do for these picks. And I, may, I try and make the expectations very clear that these are, value, these are games I still think have a little bit of value left, but we're not crushing lines here. We're not getting games at minus 140 that, that, that close minus 200. Now, for the closing line report for this weekend, of the uh, seven games we gave out, we were actually five and two on the line moves, right? So we're still doing well on these morning of the games because it's going to move a teeny bit here or there. And I do wonder, like, how much, you know, based on the, the ratings of this show and how many people are listening, I mean, even if everyone's betting like 20 bucks a game, I'm assuming this show is doing a teeny bit. Maybe not. Maybe I'm overestimating that. You know, I, I'd like to do a little bit more research on that and see exactly like the the money coming in on the day of the game. You know, how much is it moving stuff just based on the actual cash amount? Because as we know, who's making the bets is always more important than the actual amount of money. But either way, um, wanted to put that out there. It seems like expectations are getting a little, which I get. We've been hot. We've been doing well in the last year, this year so far. But it gets people comfortable. It gets people thinking that it's a guaranteed win every single weekend. And it's simply not. Right, so listen to this. Take this away, okay? If you're, you're going to take one thing away from this podcast, we're going to have plenty of hot streaks, okay? And we're going to win more than we're going to lose. That's the one thing you can understand, okay? But there's going to be plenty of two and eight runs. There's going to be plenty of nine and one runs as well, right? And so that's why you can't like cherry pick. When we start doing well, start doing poorly, you can't stop betting when we're doing poorly or do. Some people talk themselves into both. Like some people are like, oh my god, he's he's ten and zero lately. We got to stop betting because some losses are around the corner. Or, oh my God, he's 0-10. We got to stop betting because he's... Or we got to jump on now and start because he's bound to win. Which both those are ridiculous. Because like a roulette spin, okay? Or like a flip of a coin. My games and, and the picks we give out are largely independent events in and of themselves. Okay, so... If, I, if you're a good sports handicapper, your losses shouldn't contribute to future wins or losses. You shouldn't let those bleed over. Whether you're on a 5-0 and streak or an 0-5 streak, you should be dialed in that sixth game regardless. So that's the mark of a good sports handicapper. So really, that's the mark of, of the picks we give out. And so based on that, if each pick is an independent event in and of itself, these wins and losses are just going to come like any set of data wins and losses. And we've talked about this a bunch before, but look at a roulette table. A lot of people out there in Vegas will say, hey, let's bet red. Well, how come? It's 10 blacks in a row. Red's due. Or let's bet red. How come? It's 10 reds in a row. Red's hot. When again, both those answers are ridiculous because the next spin has nothing to do with those previous reds and blacks. Zero. They don't impact the game. 
Just like my wins and losses don't impact my future bets. I could be on a hot streak or cold streak. That's no reason to start betting or stop betting with us. And so I would recommend if you're if you if you're gonna be half in, half out, just be out. Just don't take the picks. It's not worth cherry picking what you think are the right picks and passing on what you think are the bad picks. Because honestly, from what I've seen from the public, y'all don't know the good picks from the bad picks. You guys are guessing too. And I would say if you think that I have, you know, good picks and bad picks, you're probably backwards on them all. The picks that I have that generally sound the worst, right? Those often come in as the winners. The, the picks that are hard to make, the underdogs, right? The, these are the, the games that often come in the winners. And the games that are like the minus 170s, the ones everyone's agreeing with, you know, those aren't always as good as, as they seem. So a little bit of a longer uh, Monday show, three and four over the weekend. We were uh, nine and six so far in March, four and two the first weekend, and then we were two and oh on that uh, random Wednesday or Thursday whenever we gave up on it. So. All right, that does it for Monday's show. Appreciate everyone listening. Three and four over the weekend. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up this week, a lot of good stuff. I think we're going to talk about some game theory uh, coming up tomorrow. So we'll talk to you then right here on Sports Betting Daily.